the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the Resistance. This is John Crump, live. And it is hump day, Wednesday, the big camel day, whatever you want to call it. My name is John Crump. I'm an investigative journalist, and I do really cool stuff. We are brought to you by the one, the only... Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency co-founded by my friend Rob McNeely. And it's really cool because it's focused on the firearms market. It's not a pump and dump. It's not a scam. It is just cool. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And we have people from all over the world, East Coast, West Coast, everywhere everywhere else. We have, for example, Robert, who is behind the lines in New Jersey. We have people from Mississippi, like Toxic Patch Co's owner, Zach Carr, and Swamp Dog Armory. We are all over the place and all over the world. We are also brought to you by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical has a pretty good sale, but if you use the code Grumpy, it's the same sale. But uh, it's 10% off everything in the store up until, I think, Saturday night at midnight for, or Sunday night at midnight for a back-to-school special. Go check it out. Get your kids some Black Swan Tactical shirts because that will probably not make their teachers happy, but that's fun. Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And as always, you can always support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash John Crump. That would be me. Let me introduce you to my co-host. I had two co-hosts today. The first, and they're both uh, dicks. Um, You're dual-wielding Richards. Yeah, dual-wielding Richards. First, we have Richard Hughes, also known as, oh my God, (laughs) Flying Rich. All we need is Tony Simon to come on, then we're... Hold on, did we get demonetized yet? Probably. Wait for it. Flying Rich, and then we have the Hoff himself, Richard Hoffman. Welcome to the show, guys. (laughs) 
Flying Rich has a channel on YouTube called Flying Rich and Flying Rich Vehicles, where he does vehicle stuff. And Flying Rich, he does gun stuff. Check him out. And, of course, the Hoff is the best Uzi builder in the world, owner of BWE Firearms. And he has a channel, BWE Firearms, on YouTube. And he's here. After having chemo today, he actually showed up. So I'm bagging all. He's trying to take over Flying Rich's job. Rich, don't don't you say that people go into chemo and they're like, you know, you got to wheel them in, wheel them out, and they they look like you know, yeah, zombies. a lot of them look like death warmed over. Wow, wow. Well, you're killing yeah. it, man. Uh, you know, I'm doing what I got to do. We have Robert saying that we have Dick squared. Key Asky saying D squared. Or R squared. I see G Webs out there, uh, who gave me a thumbs up. G Webs, free full to join. Feel free to join everyone out there. This is an open stream, so if anybody oh, wants yeah. to be on the stream, you can go down into the description and click on the link that's a stream yard, or there's a pinned comment that you can click on as well, and we'll bring you on. And you can say hi and ask a question if you want. Um, Probably not going to be asking any questions to me because I really I, don't know anything. Am um, I getting paid for this? Rich, no. I, I'll, I'll send you some Tusk. You're not sending my Tusk, are you? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, I'm definitely going to hook him up with some Tusk. You just need to create a Tusk account and I'll hook you up with some Tusk. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> That's easy. We we'll walk we'll walk you through it. Yeah. So let's start out by talking about a discussion that was had by Mr. Hoffman and our friend Hank Strange. Hank is strange. Hank, Hank thinks I think Hank might think he created a monster. A monster or a monster? Like a monster. I'm good with a monster. I'd like to be a monster. Oh, like uh, from the the show? Yep. Well, whatever, same thing. He thinks she created a monster. He probably did. With you. Because or got me started. You've been on freaking like 18,000 podcasts in the last two weeks. I know. It's been crazy. Uh, when was I on yours? Yours was the first one. You know, I've been on Hank's for Hank and I were talking for after years. the show. And it's been like two years. Yep. You know, I've probably been on, you know, half a dozen or a dozen shows. And How did Hank find you? Was it from Trey? No, it was from, um, God, who was it? You, you did, uh, you did like a MP5 for him or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was one yeah, of my was... customers uh, that said, oh, you ought to be on Hank's show. And I'm like. Who? What? Huh? I I don't even think I had at that point ever seen a podcast. Uh-huh. Guns are not just you know. It's like the hell is that? And he hooked us up, and you know, I've been doing Hank's show, and then John, how did we get together? I don't even remember. Uh, you you, was- you uh you filled out the guest form. That's what it was. And I if, saw. I think I saw you on Hank's show or something, and you said something about a guest form. 
And it's like, okay, I'll, you know, Which, I'll fill one out. If you go to John Crump Live and you can fill out the guest form to be on the show, or you can just join the live stream right now with the link that's in the pinned comment or the description. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, we have Zach Carr of Toxic Patchco, who never oh, shows his face. Oh, and Clover. And Clover Tech. Let's oh, go. I thought I'd stop by and say, hey. Hi, Zach. Hey. Hi, Clover. I just came to take over the show. This is a coup. Oh, <laughs> Need everybody to put their hands behind their head, please, and uh, form a single solitary line. This is now the Clover Tech Show. Sorry. Do we have to bend over, too? Um, bend over for Clover? Yeah. yeah you know. Oh, and Zach's gone. <laughs> God, just bend over. I carry step stools with me wherever I go. It's all good, man. Yeah, so, how are you doing, Clover? Um, I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, probably have the Rona, but... Um, oh, I'm sorry oh, to hear man. that. But it's all good. It's all good. I came to give Wait. it to everybody, so enjoy. So, cool. We... I, I went out to dinner yesterday, and, and my father-in-law, he wore the mask, and you know once he sat down and he took the mask off, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Rona's this high. I mean, with those statistics, it, it's almost impossible for you unless you're on a ladder. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, it's one of them weird things. I don't know that I have it, but, like, everybody close to me has it, and I'm oh, sick, yeah. and you're I'm in. sick, and so I, I probably do, but um, I don't really go many places and all of that, so my wife was like, is it really worth going to the doctor just to get a test, just to confirm or see that you have it? I'm like, well, not really, because so, I don't care one way or the other. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, anyway. I would, I would um, say... Nah, there's nothing that they're really going to do unless you get, like, really sick. Uh, more, more importantly, though, uh, with the with the short that you put out earlier, John, that's why I was going to come hijack, because today, um, after 150 freaking years, <clears throat> Texas finally has some rights restored. So, yeehaw yeah. for that. Uh, congratulations. Is it is it midnight today or what, what's going on? Oh, it was midnight last night. Midnight. Last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and are the streets red with blood, or was that a couple of years ago? I haven't, I, been I, to, keep... I, haven't, I haven't been to town, and I actually talked to my local sheriff today because if I wasn't sick, I would have already recorded a video with him talking about this. That's one of my plans. One of the things mm-hmm. I want to do once it kicked off, uh, and just get it from a law enforcement perspective about how. You know, has anything changed with their department? And then maybe tips for interaction with law enforcement officers for those that are, uh, you know, constitutional carrying, you know, tips to avoid, right? Interaction with law enforcement officers, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so anyway, I I followed up with him on that today because obviously being under the weather, whether it's Rona or not, you know, I don't need to be out in public and doing interviews and different things and making other people sick. So yeah. I had to kind of, had to kind of reschedule that for next week. And, uh, he immediately was available to take my call and stuff. So I'm assuming that no, the, the streets are not running red with blood. I'm assuming at this point. Now, if anybody out there has evidence to the contrary, uh, that, that makes for great YouTube videos, by the way, throw that stuff up. You will go viral. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we have Rogue Banshee on, who's going to be on this show tomorrow. But I um, wanted to know, uh, Clover, do you know who Zach is? 
I do not know who Zach is, and since he you know wants to wear a mask and be all like uh, <laughs> private, I don't know why people don't turn their cameras on and show their face on camera. It makes no sense to me. It's, what? What? It's, it's, it, it really speaks to the character <laughs> of an individual when they'll come on a live stream and have no webcam playing or you're not able to see their face or they wear a mask or whatever. It's hiding. Why do people hide behind avatars and masks? I, 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 I would say about 50%. I don't get it. I, I, those people are shady. You yep. need to avoid those people. Yeah. Uh, Toxic Patchco is, uh, he, I mean, Zach owns Toxic Patchco, which makes some of the sickest patches. All the patches on BlackSwanTactical.com are made by Toxic Patchco. And oh. we are getting some patches made. I'll show you the October and November patches right now because I I want to see Zach's beard because did he chop the five inches off the bottom and send it to me to glue on the top here? <laughs> All right, I, I want to show something right here. This is the glow in the dark version of the Flying Rich patch that we are launching, which I think is really really cool. Uh, I I want to get uh, Zach. I know what your opinion of it is because you know it's your company, but I want to get everyone else's opinion of it. So here we go. This is the glow in the dark version of the oh, flying. Look at that! Look at that. Did, did, did he you post that on a, your IG? Uh, no, no. Uh, this is uh, uh, basically this is him sending it to me. Zach, uh-huh. I think I think Zach uh, company they did a, a a bang up job once again. Cool. Um, they are did like Rich fly into a new whoops. plant or something. <laughs> Do, do you know the containment building at a nuclear power plant is designed to take the impact of a fully loaded 747 in a full throttle dive and uh, retain and and not sustain any damage? And do you are you the test pilot for all of that? Uh, just curious. Is that that would is, is that kind of like know, the Bugs Bunny Rich, one where you? I mean, we all know. We all we've all heard about the, the the multitude of crashes Rich has been involved in. Now we know how those occur. Is he he tests nuclear silos or yeah whatever? He doesn't tell them he's coming. He just shows up one day and they all scramble. <laughs> well, it's it's got to be a surprise inspection, right? <laughs> you can't be yeah. You can't plan it. All right, uh, and I'm going to show the other patch here once I get it up of uh, the Tony Simon one, that which which I also approved today to to go into production. This will be the November patch, and I think this patch I might actually release early because it is just it, it's it's too damn good to uh, let go to waste. But that Tony Simon one's killer. Yeah, have you seen it, Clover? Uh, seen what? Or Rubanchi, the Tony the, Simon patch that uh, that's going to be our November patch. If you haven't, you're about to see point. it. You're, you know, Tony Simon is, of course. No, uh, uh-uh, I don't know. Uh-uh. Never, never heard of the guy. No, I mean we've been Ever. in the, we've been in the same room before, but I I just somehow I just overlooked him. I guess he blends into the crowd. He's <laughs> whatever. I guess I don't know. All right. it's, it's hard. It's hard to pick him out of a, a room full of people. I mean, it, you know. And and before I show that, I'm going to show the non-glowing version of the Flying Rich patch, which is glowing version stuff freaks me out. Okay, I don't, I don't like glowing versions. Well, though. you can get this one. 
You know how many times I've almost shot my patch wall because I walk into a dark room? <laughs> Holy Freak crap. I don't, You're really on today, Clover. I don't have that itchy of a trigger finger, you know. I'm really on some medication right now. <laughs> yeah, and and don't take the ivermectin. The cow, cows need that. I have no idea what that is. Dude, I, I'm, I'm married to a nurse. Sister-in-law's a nurse practitioner, family school oh. of nurses and doctors, and I'm blessed to not have to know anything medical. I just say, this is wrong, and they do what they do. Mm-hmm. So, don't, don't even try to talk medical with me. I can't do it. And this is going to be with the Tony of, uh, Simon patch of going to look like Clover and Rogue Banshee. John, are you a fan of Pit Viper sunglasses? I have no idea what Pit Viper sunglasses are. Well, you're about to find out. Uh-oh. That's pretty neat. Yeah, he did that while uh, Tony Simon was on the stream on Monday. He drew it up. Like I don't get the what. What's the white? It's kind of small on the screen. Is he wearing a bikini or top or is that? Oh uh, no, there's a bubble. bath. Oh, oh the white right here. Off. That's part of his beard. Let me blow oh, it up. That's his beard. Okay. Dude, you got to zoom in on that, John. Come on, really? It looked like he was wearing <laughs> a white bikini top. I'm like, what in the world? That's even funnier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I see what Clover's saying. Well, that's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, there you go. That should uh, look a little bit better. Well, I got to jump on a call here for the customer, but I just joined in to tell Clover that you you can't spread the Rona on a live stream if you're six feet from your monitor. Just go back to work. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember putting a quarter in your slot machine, Rogue. Get lost. <laughs> It, it wasn't a quarter; it was a dime. So I'm giving you some change back. I'm giving you the nine cents back. Oh, okay, okay. So, but yeah. Uh, also, enough. you can't you can't spread it if you don't turn your uh, your camera on either. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Well, that, that's yeah, like I'd... my sister in law at her Facebook page. She's got the mascot. I'm like, oh, so that's so you don't give it to anybody on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I figured I figured that information didn't make it down to Texas. You know, those two things will keep you from spreading it on a live stream. Well, you know, for years we we know we've known that computer viruses do exist, so it, it is a thing. It is a thing, yeah. Well, that's, you see, that's why you keep, you keep a condom on top of your computer to keep you from getting viruses. Oh well, I always put the RJ forty five on with a condom. Yeah, how's that working out for you? <laughs> Speaking of that, speaking of that, Rogue will, Rogue will appreciate this, I'm sure. So <clears throat> my baby brother calls. He, he come by and he got some Cat5 and some connectors. He's got to run some stuff. And he calls me and he goes, how the heck do I, how the heck do I arrange these wires? And it, you, would you believe it's been so long? Because good you Lord, God, I, I mean, I've sold my business, what, four or five years ago, six years ago, something <laughs> now. I ain't made a freaking Cat5 cable in five or six years. There's and this it, thing called the internet. I, I literally, I had to go Google it. And then once I seen it, I mean, I Googled it and almost immediately when I seen a picture, right? Cause I've done it so much. It's like the order in my head. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's it. But I, I did. I had to go refresh my memory. It sucked. And it's, it's not like bad boys rape our young girls, but Violet goes willingly. <laughs> okay. So Rich was talking about how we shouldn't get demonetized and now wait, we're wait, done. Word. Ten seconds ago. You're good. You got me on the stream. It's all good. It's all good. 
Yeah, Clover can just like. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a YouTube plant. Everybody knows that. He's the he's the YouTube whisperer. I'm a, I'm a YouTube plant. I ain't no whisperer. I'm a plant. I'm here to destroy the gun community in the two A uh, on behalf of of YouTube, and nobody even knows it. Is that uh, is, is that a rumor going around? Oh, I don't I don't know if it is or not. Ooh, we're we're still monetized. But let's start it. You know, I mean, why not? I think that would be pretty cool. Oh, there was a freaking question about roller black, roller black delay. Uh, roller, oh, never mind. Something roller you can't even delayed. say. Roller back delay. I'm, I'm against roller blades on firearms. I, I don't think we need them. Uh, it's not. It doesn't mention it in the Constitution. So roller I'm, I'm delayed against. blowback. Roller that, del- just sounds, that just sounds dirty. Roller delayed clones. Why are roller tell delayed me. clones so expensive? There it is. How, that, Sean, that's for how many MP5s do you own? Me? Yeah. Uh, I only had one and I sold it. Really? I'm shocked. That I sold it? No, no, I'm just shocked that you only had one. I mean, I didn't get to see the third floor gun room, but... Wait, you got uh, three, he's got three floors of gun rooms? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I think he's got three guns on the floor is what he means. Oh, yeah. No, no, I think Rich Rich has seen at least the one room, the the basement gun room. Cool. So anyway, Uh, is anybody going to answer the question? Yeah, HK, HK and HK clones are expensive because they look like HKs. That's the well, only reason. Right. Yep. So, are we just going to talk about guns that are unreasonably expensive for no good reason? Well, isn't there when we're talking about the the, the the roller delayed, right? We're talking about more parts, machining, tolerances, and a lot of other factors kind of go into that too, correct? Yeah, yeah, it, I, it's the typical German shit. Why use five parts when you can use twenty five? Right, like a Swiss watch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking. Five dollar Walmart tells you the time, you know. Yep. I mean, honestly, and, and I'm a watch guy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like, you know, I love the beauty and the, and I like all that intricate work and precision and stuff. I love it. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, my my grandfather, ninety something years old, and I don't think he's ever wore a watch that cost over three bucks, right? And he's never been late to work and anything else entire life. So, yeah. One of my favorite watches that I own is a 1964 Timex. Which I think is just cool. Mm-hmm. There's um, my watch. Yeah, uh, that and uh, my. There's my watch. My Peace you guys, Times thirty-eight. You guys are too easy. I can literally like say one word and completely change the course of the chat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, have you ever been on my show? This is the way it runs, man. I, yeah, I, like, I thought I, we were going to talk about unreasonably expensive guns that shouldn't be for a while. Because one gun that I think is the FN 5.7 is unreasonably expensive. There's no reason that's not a $400 gun. It's got an, it's got it's got FN on it. What are you, what are you yeah. talking about? Come on, dude. Yeah, but the uh, FNS uh, 40, they're they're like $450 guns. There's no reason that 5.7 is you know over a thousand dollars. Because people will pay it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's, it's more because it became famous for some reason. So. Yeah. So there is a thing about creating and holding a certain type of market. Um, and so 
and, and you see this not just in firearms, you see this in, in anything and everything, right? Whether it's the auto world or, yeah. or anything else. I mean, with my B channel and, and, and the cards, for example, the sports cars, trading cards and stuff, it's a whole separate thing. Like, you know, the cards in them of themselves and the packs are not expensive, but then there's rare variables and inserts. And then all of a sudden somebody becomes famous or something happens that, you know, happens around that particular item. And I'm not speaking specifically to the cards, but you get where I'm going with this, that it creates a whole market above and beyond what the actual item itself is. Right. I mean, yep, yep. Exactly. in the sports card world, that's a it cost a penny or less than a penny. Multiple cards can be printed for a penny, right? It's it's it has nothing to do with that. And so a lot of firearms, I mean, it's sadly it's just that way. It's like why, you know, you've got old stuff that went out of production and then it came back into production, but then the old stuff is more sought after when and it holds it does hold true that the more modern stuff, typically, it's not as good or robust or whatever. I love that word, robust, by the well, way. Well, that's because um, the bean as, counters. As the older stuff. And, and so, yeah, I mean, that does play in sometimes. But quite often, the new stuff is no different. It's the same design, the same metallurgy, the same materials made on the same machines. You name it. Um, as the other stuff, it's just that it's that's the older stuff and there's a certain nostalgia or market that revolves around that it's the same as when you know let's talk about infringements for a minute the hughes amendment right created this huge you know multi-million billion dollar market around machine guns right because guess guess what (laughs) as far as the individual citizen is concerned you ain't gonna you ain't gonna own anything post 86 right Mm -hmm. um you know, it ain't happening because there's nothing. If you were a dealer, there's dealer samples that can be transferred. But, you know, the average individual to get stuff transferable for that may or may not be out there. So it's created a whole other market. And then now if we go to fight the NFA on that or Hughes Amendment or whatever on that front, think of all the people that have millions and millions of dollars tied up that under that think anyway that if we get rid of that, it's somehow going to kill that older market. Well, the fact that, that all that stuff is pre-86, even if they you do are able to produce something newer, you've still got that collectability value, the same as you've got with old firearms now. And so that's a farce, I believe, that's used a lot uh, by the people that, you know, semi, let's say FUDs, right, that defend the Hughes Amendment in a way, and they say, oh, well, that'll kill that whole sector and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe it. Well, I don't believe it will anyway. Most most of the guys that have the big uh, machine gun collections, all the ones I've talked to have said, man, get rid of the Hughes Amendment because, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff that's going to go down in price, Max, Uzis and stuff, Stens. But the key thing is I'll be able to buy a whole lot more shit. Right. You know, yeah. my first call is going to be if the Hughes Amendment gets repealed, I'm calling Richard. Yeah. But like original Thompsons, they're not going to lose their value. You know, right. BA, original BARs, they're not going to lose their value. You know, the good stuff, well, they're going to keep their value. They might drop a little bit, but not much. Well, and think about other things you could bring into the country, right? Yeah. That are, that are overseas or whatever. That, And I know that's a whole other um, – 
bureaucratic ball of wax. I get that. But, I mean, think about all the other stuff. Think about all the parts kits, right, that are in, and we know this is out there, that are in attics and here, there, and yonder, that their parts kits are whatever that never were registered, right? Yeah. So think oh, about sure. all the other stuff that can potentially come come into the market as well. And I tell you, even if it's that way, I don't like me, for example, right? So get rid of it. I'm all for it. Axe Hughes, Axe the NFA completely and everything else falls apart would be my, my take on that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to be running out and buying full auto. I don't know that I'm going to be, you know, having the capacity to do it. I don't know that I'm going to be building a full auto. Why? Because I don't want to feed the thing. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to drop back to the way it was pre-86, most people didn't buy machine guns because you couldn't afford to feed them. Right. Uh, I remember in the uh, mid '80s, an M6, a Colt M16, was a hundred dollars cheaper than the exact same Colt AR15 because mm-hmm. oh nobody God. wanted to buy them. It's like, well, I can't afford to feed. I'll get the semi-auto. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, it's a little switchy. You don't have yep. to have. Well, but some stuff, there's no such thing as a little switchy. You know what yeah. I mean? It's an all-or-nothing yeah. game. Yeah. Now, I guess you could just load five in the magazine or something. You know, yeah, but, what but fun again, is that? But again, I mean, when you're talking about a few boxes with semi-auto, a few boxes, you know, you're out on the road, a few boxes of ammo, you're out on the range with, with buddies, and you can spend, you know, better part of an hour easily, maybe even longer with semi-auto just plinking around. Yeah, um, and it lends itself to better marksmanship, which is something that we all need to, to advocate for. And I, you know, I think we pretty much all do. Um, it lends itself to that, or you can just burp through three or four boxes in five minutes. You know, it's like I'm going for the extended fun. It's like I'm not going to get dressed up and do all of this and drive into town and pay for movie tickets and whatever to sit down to watch a YouTube short. <laughs> you know, it's like not happening. You, you just killed my freaking plan to make money, Clover. If you're not we just haven't it. corrupted you yet. By the way, if you're not doing YouTube shorts, you need to do YouTube shorts. And here's my here's my tip on that. And yes, I'm monopolizing the conversation and changing the subject. Um, do YouTube shorts. I kid you not on FUD stuff, man. Do YouTube shorts on revolvers and like single shot shotguns and things like that. The amount of traffic, global traffic you will get. And some of the awesome conversations you'll get in the comments, you have to use Google Translate to do it, is amazing. But it's cool. It is cool. But when you do that, um, you know, here in the States, like, tactical is the thing. I get it. Um, but worldwide, people are, they love old cowboy revolvers and things like that worldwide. They're super behind the curve when it comes to, you know, all the crazy tacked out stuff that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. And and YouTube short YouTube shorts because of the way that YouTube pushes that out uh, has got a much more a much broader global appeal as well. Um, and I'll tell you what, it it can help your channel. It really can. I would advise people to do it if you got revolvers and like I said, quote unquote fud stuff sitting around. Do it less than a minute. Vertical video uploaded to YouTube. Hashtag shorts in the title or description and let it roll. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you really have to do the hashtag shorts? I mean, if you just click on your phone, okay. I'm doing a short. 
Okay, so you don't have to, but here's my here's my recommend. I'm glad you brought that up, Rich. Thank you for that question. That was beautiful, and it allows me to continue to manipulate the conversation. So uh, here's my here's my tact or my tactic, I should say. So yes, you can use the YouTube app and do your shorts. I would stay away from that. Here's why. Film your video normally, not in that app and blah, blah, blah. Film your video normally in vertical. Upload it normally as you would, and yes, put the hashtag, okay? Now, anything less than a minute in vertical, YouTube is automatically going to pick up as a short, right? And it's going to throw it on that short shelf. But if you create it the normal, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes, and I know you can see me because unlike some people, I like to put my camera on, right? So... Upload it like a normal, quote-unquote, normal video. Um, Put your thumbnail in it like a normal video. That way, when it shows up on your video page. And here's the thing. You get the best of both worlds. You get not only the shorts shelf and everything with that approach, but it also plays on desktop and other things as a regular video as well. Mm -hmm. And you can also monetize those regular video plays. You can okay. monetize short plays too, right? Well, you can, yeah. I mean, but it's you can and you can and you can't. Um, they're still working on the revenue sharing system with shorts, so the shorts plays theoretically work as normal video plays at this particular point in time. But eventually, there will be a quote like a profit sharing type program they're designing for shorts. Um, and that'll be, uh, at first anyway, it'll be an invitation only, you know, big shorts channels are going to be the only ones that get into that. If, if you're just doing a short every now and then, but I'm telling you, just doing a short every now and then, um, I've got shorts with thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views that is like, wow. it's like, it's a new birdie revolver. And it's like, what, what in the world? And if I made a video, a 10 minute video on that Uberti revolver, it would not have gotten the amount of views and, and interaction and everything else that it got. It's amazing how some of the oddball stuff in shorts just blows up. And it's because you're, you're again, you're reaching millions and millions and billions, even more people with that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, Dev, when you do that, it still has to be under a minute long? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Got to be vertical. Got to be under a minute. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So you can edit. Yeah. Uh, you can do a vertical video that you've edited. Mm-hmm. Um. Y- yeah. I mean, you're going to... Well, you're going to edit it anyway. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't edit your shorts, but I do because I'll put a background track and I'll put graphics and I'll put other things. One of the things with shorts is, and if you've got informational shorts, like I dropped a shorts earlier. Um, that's where I first come in here and was giving John grief uh, about you know the constitutional carry here in Texas and more specifically linking below to, and it's great that people out there, uh, Texas Law Shield and the resource they have. Uh, that answers a whole lot of questions about it. So I encourage people that are, are curious about it to go to go read that. Um, that particular one, some of the stuff that John does, where you're just flipping on the camera and talking, um, that stuff's not going to get global. I mean, that's 
very niche driven and whatever. Yeah. Right? Well, well, um, I, I, I mean, I've tried to do really gonna, it's not really going to get crazy, but if you're looking to really get something out there in the world and blow it up when it, when it you're talking about shorts it needs to be visually there needs to be a lot of it needs to be add right you need to be flipping flipping screens and flipping images um fairly quickly you need uh, music you need stuff on screen um it needs to be you know visually busy for the most part um and that's just that's standard practice nowadays with uh or seems to be with youtube shorts the popular stuff Look at TikTok, right? That's what it was designed to sort of compete against. Uh, Texas Bullet uh, made a suggestion of doing a PD, uh, PWEDC video for a short. You don't want to know what a PWEDC is. Apparently not. PW is prison wallet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you're saying is butthole guns. We're definitely demonetized now. (laughs) Let me check. Well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I've yet to see anyone that I can I can pull that off. So sorry. We're we're not talking about mere mortals here. We're we're talking about exceptional PWEDC people. Well, you know, I I I, well, you know, my uh, my NAA revolver, mini revolver, works pretty well. I'm telling you right now, I'm just, I own those and they are still entirely too big. Nope, ain't happening. It just depends how much practice and how much uh, lube you use. And while while that's funny, and I get it, um, yeah, again, that anything EDC is not going to be conducive to people around the world. So uh, focus on the more mainstream, the more, some of the more iconic whatever historical type things um and you'll get and you'll get good traffic i can almost promise you you will and we're still monetized yeah um okay, clover uh somebody asked like what happened in texas like a while ago and we never got back to it somebody dropped a nuke it's a wasteland here now yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What do you mean? What, what happened in Texas? Uh, today understand. is the first day of uh, constitutional carry in uh, Texas, and it is a good day. I know my friend I was talking to was celebrating hardcore uh, Rachel Malone, who had <laughs> I, I I believe she had a lot to do with it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Even though other people photobombed, he's signing. <laughs> That's horrible, man. Let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about Rachel because she's the rock star, right? Yeah, yeah. Rachel, um, Rachel did talk, um, and that kind of pissed me off when all the videos are coming and it's talking about you know NRA, the NRA that it's like no, man. It's like Rachel is not getting the not getting the shine that she deserved for that. So. So here's something that <laughs> people ain't going to like to hear this. And this is, this is it, it. People that just holler, burn down the NRA. They need to wise up. No, I don't, <laughs> don't want to burn down the NRA. Definitely no, don't want to burn down the NRA. I didn't say, I wasn't pointing any fingers. I'm I know. I'm saying the people that say that need to wise up. First of all, there's so many aspects of the NRA. Uh, one of them being the societal 
aspect of the NRA. Um, and we're talking about the non-political, the, the stuff the NRA does that inadvertently affects 2A and the future of 2A. Um, but it's not about fighting legislation and doing other things, right? Um, so we've got to be mindful of burning down the NRA or losing the NRA and, and losing that that we've had for, you know, what, 150? I don't even know years. A lot, right? Um so the second thing, and and Rachel will be one of the first to, to talk about this if you if if you press her on it. Um, and again, I'm not giving NRA the majority of the credit. I think definitely goes to Rachel Malone. Um, but there there was some strong arming and stuff that needed to be done, and I won't get into specifics about that. I think she discussed it when I had her on the podcast a few months back. Um, but there was some strong arming and stuff that needed to be done. And the NRA does have the clout with politicians to do some of that. Oh, yeah. So so they do have a, a, a place when they're not going against what we want is <laughs> a problem. Uh, they're not making stupid comments, you know, and different things. I mean, when they're when they're working with us and for us, the you know, they're their clout as a, the big, huge organization that they are, um, it can be used in some, in some great ways to accomplish some great things. Yeah. No ways and in the house. If we, and if we, and if we lose them, right. Who do we have to, who do we, let's, let's say that the NRA, let's say that last meeting when there was all the uproar and then the lawsuits, let's say the NRA went away last, you know, last year. And then there needed to be some strong arming to get, the Texas constitutional carry stuff done this year, right? Who's there? To, who's there to do that? Who fills that void? Who fills that gap? Yeah, I mean, right? yeah, uh, no, no. I mean, NRA has so much money; it would take forever. I, I love, uh, I love John, but John doesn't have that kind of influence. But John no. knows everyone. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it, Rob McNeely is in the house. What is up, Rob? I, I'm representing. Hey guys. Yeah, hey, baby. He's representing, and look there? right above me, Rob. I like that. I like it a lot, actually. So, um, I'm not, I'm not, I got an opinion. You want to hear it? You like my opinions? I'll give you my opinion. I, I think the NRA is killing itself, and, and it doesn't need to be killed from the inside or outside. It's already killing itself. And just because if the NRA's leadership goes away, that doesn't mean in any way that the resources that are currently funneling into the NRA go away. They're going to go somewhere else. And so, but I think that, that the resources currently going to the NRA, which are being wasted for things like fucking jets and suits and, and yachts and bullshit could actually be used more efficiently by other organizations. And so I'm not worried if the NRA goes away. I think the resources will go to, you know, more efficient uh, outfits. And I think other outfits will, you know, rise to fill that void. Um, but I think, unfortunately, you have a tremendous amount of resources being wasted and, and squandered by the current leadership on top of the, the NRA brand is, I believe, probably forever tarnished. I don't want anything to do with it myself. Um, and I know a lot, and I've talked to lots of people that were pulling out from the NRA annual meeting. And I was supposed to go down there, too. 
And But I decided that I'm not going to spend any more money on the NRA. I'm not going to renew my membership to the NRA. And I know a lot of companies pulled out not because of COVID. They used that as an excuse, but they're sick of the NRA's bullshit. They don't want to be associated with it. The NRA immolated. They self-immolated. No one took out the NRA except the really fucking bad leadership. And you know what? When you have such bad leadership that is, you know, destroying the brand, then it should die. And, and and those resources will be used by other organizations. I like Rob. He's able to come in like me and just completely take over the room. It's awesome. I love it. So now I don't have to be the only one talking because, you know, there's somebody else. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. And I would – but what worries me is, again – and I don't know if I was talking about this, Rob, before you came in uh, or you, you heard me. But what worries me is we've got, you know, a century plus of – Education, awareness, competition, safety, um, general effect on society that the NRA has facilitated through the various programs and other things. And what I see is so much vitriol and everything else politically and 2A related um, to the NRA that it's almost like people are blinded to that aspect and, and what the what this country would look like had none of that ever existed, had generations and generations and generations never been exposed to firearm ownership and, and hunting and, and, and training in school and competition and other things that has come about and is still ongoing, right, because of those efforts from the NRA. And because nobody is talking about that, seemingly talking about that or focused on that, is that something that people are making these contingency plans to if the NRA does implode on itself, as, as you say, are they making plans to to take over that infrastructure, that ground level, that grassroots level of activity and somehow help co-opt that and, and keep that organized and, and working um, and or they even do they even have the capacity or willing to do that and if they don't what impact does that have on us overall we 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 get into this trap as as two a people as firearm owners as whatever we get into this trap sometimes of thinking too narrow-minded and we think about political and, and politicians and infringements and legislation and court battles and all this other stuff and we don't talk enough about the societal impacts and what morphs and changes in role society and losing things like that is a major hit to society. Now, I read to compound and keep manipulating the conversation here like I love to do. Um, I had read the other day, I was reading some stuff about um, about Miss Shannon going against or somebody, one of the big anti-organizations going against the NSSF now. So imagine the two, my mind, the two most powerful things that we've got going uh, Power-wise, I'm not saying they're either one or the greatest since sliced bread. Is the NRA and the NSSF, um, and what worries me moving forward? Talk about the NRA show being canceled, shot show. Who knows in 2022 how that works? But the NSSF, a lot of NSSF's revenue generation and stuff that keeps them going is shot show, and they've already lost 2021. So if they lose 2022, and Miss Shannon is going after them with Bloomberg's money and everything else, then is there potential that something starts happening with the NSSF and we lose not only the big name? in NRA and, and everything that goes with it. Again, I'm not talking about 
necessarily the the two a political protection aspect of it, but everything that goes with it. And then now we've lost the big huge industry side of things, and also safety and competition and all the other things that NSSF National Shooting Source Month, for example, um, encompasses. And we lose that as well. Where do we sit? Right? It's a uh, scary thought for me. The GUF points out that the NRA has um, like three hundred or like three hundred fifty two. And a half million dollars. It's crazy, and so I, I would say is the fact is one only having one big dog have all those resources, and then for those resources to be misappropriated and misused in the way, and the amount of negative press that that brings to the the two A community, the leadership of the NRA have failed us and failed the 2A community and had really undermined all the great work the NRA had done historically up until probably the last 20 years. Now, if you're asking me organizationally-wise, well, I think that there should be different regional organizations, and I think there should also be organizations that are focused on the training. I wish NRA, for the most part, would have focused on training, would have focused on safety, and just kept doing that. I think you should have other organizations worry about lawsuits and have other organizations worry about lobbying. Yep. And and so to me, that actually – so if one goes down, you still have others around. The problem is NRA tried to do everything, Yep. and they yep. did them all bad yep. or I, a lot of them bad. I, I just want to do a shout-out to Norway really quick. Uh, Polar Nights is our, is one of our European viewers. So nice. right now they're the farthest ones away. Polar Knights from Norway watching us over on the Twitch. So do we have to speak louder so he can hear us? Is that what we so got my, no. I get my buddy from India to watch? Is that, yeah, does that they'll, 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 Yep, yep. Uh, and Zach Carr. I want to bring Zach Carr back on, put him up on the big screen really quick. Show what you're working on, Zach. Can I follow it? Uh, check your Instagram. It's got a better account. Uh, a better photo of it. This is awesome. Zach? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, man. I'm going to be sending you some more money. <laughs> what's your, what's the Instagram? Uh, no, he sent it to me through chat. I'll show you. Ah. Our December patch. <laughs> Andrew investigating kick ass. <laughs> That is that is awesome. I love that. Pat. That is another cool one. Yeah. All oh, right. I think I, so, I think I just sent an email to Zach. Is that who I was talking to? Maybe. Toxic Patsco. Yeah, Zach's supposed to be sending me something. All right. Well, guys, um, that is something that I will definitely be uh, ordering. Uh, Zach put into production uh, once my PayPal stuff gets. Um, sorted out. You'll get all the money. I got it. I'll tra- I transfer the money to Zach through PayPal. Uh, today was the bank change. That's why the people that have stuff on Black Swan Tactical got paid out yesterday. And I forgot to send Zach his money for the new patches. So my old account at midnight switched over, and it takes a few days to because the route the the account didn't change. The routing number changed. So you have to go through. I got it. I'm working on it. Yeah. Awesome. So you have to go through and uh, basically uh, do, do. It's like a whole new account, even though that um, even though that uh, it's the same account. It's just a different routing number. But PayPal makes you verify everything again. 
Well, you know, PayPal oh. does have a policy, John, and if you keep violating their policy, they're going to boot you from the platform. I, I've told you repeatedly, you cannot sell your home videos on, on <laughs> like that on, on PayPal. It just You well, can't do it. Uh, well, the home videos, just T-shirts <laughs> and, and, and sportswear. Is that... Is that the butthole guns or the the shorts that were getting dropped? I, that's where I came in, and I was getting very confused about what was going he does, on. He does prison wallet everyday carry home videos. He also does gay midget bestiality porn and sells it. That's what I heard anyway, uh, and sells it on on three PayPal. Hey, hey Clover, um, can you oh, already start my little pill um, right now for channel being demonetized? <laughs> Oh, Dude, do I need I'm to stop you. this streaming on my channel? I'm on here. You're good, man. You're golden. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we can do nothing wrong. Come on, man. What type of what type of drugs did they pitch you on for COVID, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They came in a little brown paper bag. Is that the way? I was going to say whiskey. <laughs> they, were in a, they were in a little baggy, and I don't, you know, I don't know. Like I've never had this medicine that you had to snort before. But, okay. I think the pharmacist. I think the pharmacist's name was Bebe, maybe or something. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And it's really weird. I, I've never seen a pharmacy that had a door by a dumpster in the back alley. That's kind of weird too. But you know, hey, that's where they told me to go. So just just watch out for that little hole in the wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Or something coming out of that hole. Polar <laughs> uh, 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 Knight says prawn. I'm not going to say it. Well, porn. You were, you were already demonetized. So anyway. Porn is like reading a, a cooking book when you're hungry. It doesn't help at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. Hey, when they're doing porn now, are they all wearing masks? I don't know. I hope so. I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't know. Chuck North Gun Gun Club says I get all my medication behind the dumpster, and and Tanaka says meds that you smoke. <laughs> Gorillas and Gun says mine came in a in a Ziploc bag. So a Ziploc bag. A Hobby Lobby bag or a great value bag. There's 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 a difference between the three. Just saying. And I'm definitely not reading this one. <laughs> I'll just put it up on the screen for everyone to read. In in case Thanks you're wondering the rumor is true, Crump bought Epstein Island and that's the flight that we're gonna be taking when John flies with us. Are you flying the plane? Yes. I'm not going. <laughs> I heard you drive the plane down the road. <laughs> Before he hits a car. I'm okay with, with, with Rich flying the plane. It's when he crashes the plane that I have a problem. <laughs> he he calls that uncontrolled flying when he crashes. Well, it, it's technically called a RUD, a rapid unscheduled disassembly. Wow, you can barely read my pilot's license. I I think that should be the eye test. Check the gun club says landing's the hardest part. Not for Rich. He just the, I mean, not a good landing, but he does land the plane. The not in one piece either. License. But <laughs> they actually gave you a license. Hell yeah, that's scary. 
Lion Rich is crashing the plane for the sixth time you know, since G23. If you, if you buy your Cracker Jacks in bulk at Costco, you get so many that you're almost guaranteed to get that license in at least one <laughs> box of those. Just saying. I'm looking for... Uh... Okay. When was this issued? While you're looking for that, I just want to put out a quick uh, plug here or something good. on A PWEDC plug? No. Tell me something good. On September 11th from 8 p.m. to midnight, uh, we are doing a streamathon. All funds will go to. We're not going to be taking Super Chats. Everything will be directed to a GoFundMe for P.A.D. Dan. P.A.D. Dan works for Polymer 80, one of their longtime employees. His son has stage 3 cancer and we're going to be putting everyone onto the GoFundMe. Hank Strange is going to be on. Jared from Gun and Gadget is going to be on. CRS Firearms to AEDU. A bunch of people are going to be coming on. Clover, you're invited. Rob, you're invited. The Hoff, you're invited. Rich, you're invited. Zach, you're invited. And all the money will go. P.A.D. Dan's going to be on himself. And all the money will be going there. And we're going to be having some awesome prizes and everything else. That sounds really boring, so... <laughs> I think it's gonna be a Thanks lot of fun. I don't think uh, anybody should show JFD up. JFD is gonna be JFD is gonna be there as well. Uh, I have also invited uh, Pew, uh, Putang Clan is gonna be on. So it's gonna be a lot of uh, JFD of your, wants to know if he's invited. Yeah, he's invited. Um, of course, he's invited. Yeah, so it's going to be a, a a lot of fun, man. We're gonna we're gonna be talking, having a good time, and uh, raising a lot of money because uh, cancer sucks, as yeah. the Hoff can attest. Yes, to. it does suck. Uh, I want to jump in right here, real quick. Uh, Len Hold asked, uh, "Rob, is Bitcoin going to crash?" And the rumor I heard is that Flying Rich owns half of Bitcoin. And so of course it's going to crash. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. That's funny. Hoffman uh, think... morning and shows violence. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bitcoin and all this cryptocurrency stuff is a very touchy subject to me, and here's why: I don't understand it. Uh, I tried to understand it, and I just probably don't spend enough time. I've got better things to do. Uh, Rob, it doesn't interest me. But here's the thing: so. Months ago, right, there were all these people talking about stuff, and they're like, oh, well, I have my Trump money sitting around. That's all I've done. with. I mean, it went into the savings account. It's all just sit there. I talked to my wife. I'm like, you know, they talk about all this cryptocurrency stuff, and that's just sitting here anyway. What if we just, you know, what if I played around with, you know, a few hundred bucks of that or something? It's like, okay, let's let's do that. That's fine. And so people told me something about, uh, was it Bitcoin Cash, I think, was one. And the other one was Dogecoin. Doge, a Dogecoin? Doge. Something, something like Doge. that. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, sounds like a Pokemon character. Anyway, so I, 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 and, and I, I guess that's like really long-term investment. It's like stocks or anything else, I guess. But, you know, I don't understand it. And it's like it, it, it progressively lost money. And then now it's trying to build back up a little bit. But then I don't know what affects it overall or i don't any so is there a really quick since rob's in here and that question was asked for rob and he likes to manipulate the conversation as well as i do is there any like cryptocurrency for dummies like breakdown quick version you can give somebody 
Ripple. Um, so, like, what it is or which ones you should look at? A little bit of both, maybe. Because what it is would kind of explain that in a way, right? I don't give investment advice because I'm not licensed to. Um, no, correct. And, and, and I will, but I will say this. Most crypto is super high-risk investment. Mm-hmm. And if you can't afford to lose 100% of what you invest in it right now, don't invest in it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because in most, in a lot of the cryptos and some of the ones you mentioned, like Dogecoin, there are no fundamentals behind it. It's You're literally just like throwing money at the wind because of a hype cycle. And you can make a lot of money on hype cycles if you know what you're doing and you realize it's a hype cycle. The problem is where a lot of people throw money at something that's in a hype cycle, they don't realize it, and then it crashes before they dump out of it or call it a pump and dump kind of thing. But some of these are just like a hype cycle. Um, crypto is just uh, it's an honest form of money. Whether and and it's all and all the rules about it are controlled by open source software that everybody can read the rules. And so cryptocurrencies fall in. There's a lot of different types of cryptocurrencies that do a lot of different things. But ultimately, cryptocurrencies are monies that are not launched by governments, but they're also not subject to the whims of the monetary policy created by politicians. And so the ultimately, so with Tusk. Uh, if you want to be involved with Tusk, we're focused. We're not focused on a hype cycle. We're focused on solving a real problem that the gun industry faces. Um, but if you want to understand what we're doing, the software is all publicly viewable. You can see what the rules are, and and there's no single person that can just decide to change the rules. So we have a process, a voting process that's done on a blockchain. By the way, you can't manipulate it like you can, you know, electronic voting machines. But but the reality is. If, in our blockchain, if you hold one tusk, you have one vote, and you get to vote on uh, miners or block producers. You get to vote on worker proposals and things like that. So you have actually not only when you are in our community do you have you benefit from the the economic piece of it, but you also benefit from having some say in how the community is operated. And so, but ultimately, it's just money created by private organizations for specific purposes. And the rules are out there, and they can't be manipulated because of politics or by politicians. And that's the, probably the big difference between government-issued money and, you know, cryptocurrency projects. Okay. So it's, so it's similar to if you're talking about, like, the investment um, side or status or whatever. And I, and I understand you, can, you can't give advice or specifics on, on that. But so it's like... It's like the people almost that like that day trade, right? They watch little trends in the stock market and they're mm-hmm. you know really quick and play that rather than where I traditionally am in the stock market is a long game, right? It's like, oh wow, this is a really good price. I know that over the next five years, ten years, whatever, you know, this is gonna, you know, double, triple, quadruple, maybe even more in value. And I'm not paying attention to, you know, monthly, quarterly reports from that company and changes in CEO and staff and new product R&D and like some of those people that are, like I said, that would be akin to the hype, correct? Yeah. So my three, so my three long-term investments are Bitcoin, not Bitcoin cash, but Bitcoin, Tusk, our crypto and Ravencoin. So what's the difference between the Bitcoin and the Bitcoin cash? um, Bitcoin cash is a derivative of Bitcoin. It was a fork. So what happened is um, in the Bitcoin community back in 2017, there was a big disagreement on how the protocol should be run. And the group that lost made their own fork 
and rebranded and they changed some parameters on that. So Bitcoin Cash is a little cheaper to operate and a little faster than Bitcoin. So the people that um, made Bitcoin Cash, um, they wanted to make it easier and better for retailers to use it. Whereas the people that won, um, think about the Federalists versus the Anti-Federalists. It's very similar, actually. Um, but the, the people that stuck with Bitcoin BTC, not BCH, but BTC, the normal Bitcoin, those people wanted to ke keep 10-minute block time. So meaning that the, the quickest a transaction in Bitcoin is 10 minutes, but it's usually a lot longer than that. Um, and that's because the majority of people that supported the original or the the Bitcoin BTC, they wanted to keep what they call small block sizes and slow transmission times where or transaction times, whereas Bitcoin Cash people wanted faster transaction times and bigger blocks. And so there was a big disagreement in that community and the community fractured. And then you got Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And then out of that, you got Bitcoin as that came out of Bitcoin Cash. So that's what happens on that type of blockchain. If they just disagree, they just fork and split and the community fractures. Um, I think Bitcoin Cash is actually philosophically, I'm not saying managerially, but um, more philosophically in line with the original Satoshi white paper. Um, versus the people that kind of won with, with Bitcoin. Um, they kind of focused, they've kind of created a speculative, basically, in my opinion, Bitcoin's a 401k now, whereas Bitcoin Cash is more like peer-to-peer -peer electronic money. And with what we're doing with Tusk, we're not focused on trying to create a 401k. We're trying to create money that people are using. Um, and so there's a big difference. But Bitcoin Cash is more like that. They're trying to focus on creating a cash system, a payment system, versus just an investment system. Difference between a checking account and a savings account. Um, more like difference between Digital gold. A, debit, a debit card and a 401k. Oh, okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, we've been on for over an hour. I want to thank Clover Tech, Zach Carr, Flying Rich. The Hoff, uh, Rogue Ranchy, who's going to be on tomorrow, but he showed up today, too. Um, and so let's go around the room. Zach, give your plugs, ToxicPatchCo.com. Oh, yeah, you uh, follow us on Instagram at ToxicPatchCo or visit our website, ToxicPatchCo.com. There you Talk go. Anything, but we appreciate your support. All right. Uh, Flying Rich. As always, flyingrich.com, youtube.com slash flyingrich, and flyingrich vehicles. And on the grams, it's flyingrich underscore official because John took the name flyingrich. And I won't give it back to him. I'm holding it hostage. Now, the or hostage? Who the most? Hostage. Now to uh, the number one Uzi builder in the world. The biggest rich here? Richard Hoffman, yes. also known as the Hoff. I gave you that nickname, by the way. Yes, you did. Uh, I, uh, I, I want my royalties because you're famous now. Oh, is that how it goes? As soon as I start getting paid, I'll start paying you. <laughs> uh, All right. uh, you can uh, go to my website at bwefirearms.com. I'm on, I think, all of the social medias. Uh, and it's just a variation of whatever they made me do to do BWE firearms. It's either smashed together or there's a dot in there or a space or whatever the hell I had to do. Alright, so basically no one can find you on social media. Thanks. All, All I right. gotta do is put in BWE firearms <laughs> and I joking. show up everywhere. I'm just joking. Uh, Rob McNeely of Tusk. 
Well, uh, Tusk is easy to find. It's just TUSC.network. TUSC.network. That's TUSC.network. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the man who hijacked the show. <laughs> but in a good that be, way. That would be That would be me. Yeah, that would be you. Clover Tack, the tactical lep- leprechaun, one of my mentors on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm going to hijack it again, and I'm going to just take this away and say thanks, everybody, for watching this. It was fun. A lot of, a lot of good people on the panel. Uh, don't forget Rogue. Rogue had to bail. He only jumped in for a minute. Yeah, he'll be on uh, the show these, tomorrow. A lot of these folks, hush, I'm, I'm manipulating the conversation. Shut up, dude. Anyway, <laughs> um, so... You know, a lot of these people, Rogue is a prime example of that. Um, they're unlike me, who just sit around all day and uh, eat oatmeal cream pies. They um, actually work for a living and do content and work toward the 2A and crash planes and do other things out there. So uh, mad respect for those, you know, show them some love and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, for me, what I always say is I'm on all the tubes uh, and you can find those through the algorithms. So uh, if you can't for whatever reason, then you're not worthy of finding me. So just don't worry about it. Um, I, I do want to plug the uh, the shorts, not necessarily the, the video itself that I put out earlier. Uh, I don't care if you watch that for the fifth for the 47 minutes or however, but click over there if you're curious about um, the rights that were restored here in Texas uh, starting today uh, and constitutional carry, permitless carry to John's point in his shorts early, whatever the heck you want to call it, our rights have been, at least some of them, have been restored. And if you need to uh, learn more about that, because you don't want to get out there and, and be ill-prepared and, and uneducated, so go over there. Texas Law Shield uh, has put out a, uh, a great little resource. i link to that in that description and check it out. Uh, John, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you all. Um, you can find you can go to John Crump Live and find everything on this channel. Check out John Crump News. And with that, uh, we are going to get out of here. <laughs>